Hey, what's going on? It's Stokely from Sauce on the Lane. Oh man, how can you avoid being political? How can you avoid being offensive? Um, I think the way that you avoid it, I guess, is providing facts and data uh, and less opinion. It is opinion, I guess. Or it's just a different perspective. So, yeah, it is opinion, I guess. But what I was thinking about, you know, there's certain things in life that we don't necessarily need. But we indulge in them because we think that people who are doing well or doing better than us or enjoying life on a higher level than us or you know whether it's the celebrities or the entertainers or the politician or someone prominent in the community we see them doing something and we say oh this successful beautiful um, famous respected whatever person is doing this and it must be great it must be nice so I'm gonna find a way so that I can do that or have that thing also but that thing that they have or that thing that they do is not necessarily suited for you it's not necessarily suited for your life experience it's not necessarily suited for your income bracket it's not necessarily suited for your I don't know your geographic location it's not necessarily suited for uh, it's not suited for you in some kind of way I, you know like it's not appropriate for you um, you know like you know, I'm always talking about alcohol. And the thing about alcohol is it's not good for your body in any kind of way, as we can now understand. It damages your kidneys, your liver. Um, it does other stuff too. Makes you inebriated, um, you know. When people get drunk, they're prone to violence, etc., etc., etc. So the um, we let's go back to the mid 2010s, around 2005, around that time. Let's say, for instance, Jamie Foxx had a song that went, um, Pastor Cavassier. I think his song was Pastor Cavassier. I, I think it was. And then, you know, T-Pain had songs like, I'ma buy you a drink. And, and then I think Cobra Starship had a song named Shots. No, 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 no. That was, that was, that was a Cobra Starship. That was Little John had a song named Shots. So, all around the mid-2000s was a lot of songs about drinking alcohol. I'm not saying that was something new, but 
it piqued the interest of people. It made it come. It, it conveyed a feeling as if alcohol was something that made you have fun. And myself, I don't know. You know, I'm kind of weird. So the way that I would behave, people would think that I was drunk. But I don't know if I said it before or I recorded it, maybe deleted it. But I never used to buy drinks when I used to go out because. I was too cheap. The alcohol was too expensive. I didn't like the taste. And it never... Yeah, I never liked the taste at all. So I couldn't get to the point where I could get inebriated. And... Um, huh. And... Uh, you know, I think that resulted in... Anyhow, so I didn't have the intrigue. It's not that I'm superior to anybody or I have any discipline. I just didn't like it. So, during that mid-2010s, like 2005, around that time, there was a lot of marketing of alcohol to people, to young people, etc. The young people of that time, they're, they're adult, big, big... They're, they're middle-aged people now, like myself. Um... A lot of marketing of alcohol and and the alcohol was associated with successful people associated with beautiful people associated with youth associated with having a good time so sometimes people see me having a good time and they think that I'm inebriated they would think that I'm drunk but I I've never gotten drunk because they associated having a good time with being drunk but I think you know, if I don't know, I don't know. I'm not other people, but I think if they analyzed it for themselves, they re- would realize that you know I don't even like the taste. <laughs> this drink is expensive, or these drinks are expensive, <laughs> and there's really no incentive for me to get inebriated and then have to drive, um, get a designated driver to drive my car, or take a cab and leave my car somewhere. You know, this. The drawbacks are greater than the, the benefits. There's almost, there's actually no benefit. But anyhow, I just use that as an example. Then at the same time, during that same mid-2010 time, they used to talk about bling bling and rims on cars and a lot of materialistic excess. And I guess, you know what, the, the, the economy kind of was pretty decent that time, so... You know, you can get a job for the most part, I guess. I mean, I was looking for jobs, and I did get jobs. You know, it took a while. It took a lot of, took a lot of you know, app, applying, but I eventually got jobs. So, um, not large pain, not big pain. I was still in school. But anyhow, most of these things were outside of, all of those things were outside of my economic reach, but seeing, you know, the happiness and the success and the beauty that was assigned and aligned and associated with with uh, these things, these products, these uh, materials, I myself aspired to some of these things. I aspired to, well, yeah, I'm a little different, but yeah, I can see how 
one yeah I'm gonna say for, for the sake of the argument I aspire to those things I mean I'm a little cheaper cause uh, you know I'm from a agrarian I'm from a rural community so my my expectations and my standards and my what I think is attainable and what I you know aspire to is a little less than most people I'd like to stay within my means but anyhow um it set a precedent now whatever the artists were singing about you started seeing it on the street when people started talking about Burberry all of a sudden everybody was wearing Burberry now they're not singing about Burberry anymore you don't see anybody wearing Burberry anymore um so people well a lot of people in at least in my community they probably had a lot of fake Burberry oh from China you know knock off Burberry but you know there were some who had legitimate Burberry items like sunglasses and colognes you know things that were within financial reach um, maybe a belt or something like that you know things in a $500 range $1000 range stuff like that now that was income that was basically wasted just for trends income that was wasted just to be or just to have or to be associated with something that's associated with successful people and etc but the thing about it those quote-unquote successful people they can afford it they can afford it because they have the disposable income they have millions of dollars so for them to buy a thousand dollar belt is not while it's still wasteful to them it's it's sustainable it's still sustainable for them they can still grow their business they can still grow their income they can still grow in other ways they can still invest in themselves and invest in whatever investments they have and waste a thousand dollars on a belt now in our situation or in the majority of people's situation according to statistics something like 65% plus of Americans can't afford a $500 emergency. So, but some men, some of those people during that same time were under the same condition where they couldn't afford a $500 emergency, but somehow they found themselves or found a way to buy a $500 Burberry item, whether it's sunglasses or prescription glasses or belt or or something to that effect you know um so all i'm saying is that sometimes you see someone doing something or having something or being something or going through something it's some attribute someone has and you might envy that attribute or you might want to aspire to that same attribute or property that they have but it's not really beneficial to you whether it's alcohol or whether it's wasteful spending or whether it's um, bad company bad associations etc 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 like I can't really give an example but it, 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 it goes across all walks of life it goes across all different disciplines and um 
basically the stuff that celebrities, you know, we have a lot of celebrity worship issues. I think, you know, um, we rely on them for guidance. We rely on them for setting some kind of path of what kind of lifestyle we want to live. Celebrities, musicians, sports stars. That's why so that's why if we go back into the 90s now, so many years ago now, if we go back into the 90s when um you had people like the rap artists being uh, accused of negatively influencing children, that's a legitimate claim. We had people like the basketball players, like maybe even a Charles Barkley or whatever, you know, misbehaving on the court, fighting on the court, things like that. And then he's saying, I'm not a role model or something like that. You know, people would have, these prominent people would have outbursts that were um, negative outbursts. And then they would respond by saying, I'm not a role model. And then their fans would respond and say, hey, it's the parents' responsibility. But up until the time that they had that negative outburst and set that negative example, they were a hero. You know, they didn't say they weren't a hero until they did something wrong anyhow so the celebrity worship is an issue because when they go down sometimes we go down with them you know being so because you know yeah sometimes when they go down we go down with them when they do something wrong we 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 defend it and we excuse it and it's understandable sometimes because we ourselves don't really want to be held to a high standard we don't really like discipline i know i don't like discipline so if i see someone who i revere being indisciplined i say oh well they're just like me then um that's okay then because they're still successful aren't they so it's very telling on how influence or influential they are and and how impressionable we are. We are more impressionable, I think, than we think we are. You know, that's why it's very important to curate who you associate with and curate what you watch and um, and what you listen to and who you listen to and who you associate with. Um, you know, that's that's how you protect your mind and protect yourself and ensure that you're working in the, in the right direction. Now, uh, there's some drawbacks to that in that it leaves you in a sheltered state where you're unprepared for certain different... Um, you're, you're impaired from... from, from, from um, dealing with different situations because you're so sheltered. It's like you live in a cocoon. You live in an echo chamber. Um, so I guess at that point, I guess we have to have a moral compass when we evaluate everything. We have to establish a moral compass first 
and then we can get exposure because then now when we're exposed we can analyze properly anyhow all i'm saying is you know celebrity worship is a dangerous thing um and we need to rein it in and we got to analyze things that we desire and wonder where this desire is coming from is this desire coming from us innately or is it coming from influence and even you know there's some good influences you know what I mean like probably Einstein and you know whatever you know Bill Nye the science guy up on you know you know like there's there's people that are a positive influence you know um but we should still not worship them. We should still not idolize them. We still should not um, canonize them, deify them, or whatever you want to call it. We shouldn't exalt them too high because they're human beings and they're fallible. And eventually they can disappoint and will disappoint. So um, we got to put them in their respective hierarchy in our level of respect. I mean, even our parents, sometimes we wake up and say, oh, thought my parent was like this but they're like that also you know you know we're not perfect so anyhow um yeah you know we gotta analyze where where, 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 why are we doing this why why am i buying this drink am i buying this drink because um because uh little john says shot shot shots or am i buying this drink because uh t-pain says buy you a drink or am i buying this drink because uh Jamie Foxx says, Pastor Cavassier. You know, there's so many drinking songs. There's so many drug songs. The other day, Billie Eilish came out and said, nobody, I don't want to associate with anybody trying to promote Xanax. So, you know, there's a lot of artists that were singing about Xanax. Even a guy named Little Xan himself. He saw that it was, he almost lost his life. So the drug influence, the alcohol influence, all these things, it seems like it's fun. So it comes to you in a way that it's not even, it's not even scary because it seems like it's fun, but it's not fun. Anyhow, thank you for listening. I just want to say, you know, check your influence, you know, you know, they say, they say, check your privilege. But check who's influencing you, you know. You know, check who's influencing you and check what they're influencing you to do. And check whether it's gonna benefit you or it's gonna harm you. Um thank you.